Grow marketing culture and sketchy MLMs have given modern business a bad reputation. It feels harder than ever to succeed as an entrepreneur, even though we've got an abundance of info and tech right at our fingertips. If you feel frustrated running your business, stress over your sales goals, or are baffled by marketing strategies, you've come to the right place. You deserve to run a successful, sustainable business without spamming all of your friends or wasting time and money on marketing gimmicks. This is the Sell It Sister podcast, and you're going to learn how to make more money without complex systems or sleazy sales tactics. I'm Erica Tebbins, and I teach highly motivated, female, and gender expansive entrepreneurs that selling doesn't have to suck. I've been running successful businesses and teaching others how to sell smarter, earn more, and create raving fans for over 15 years. And I'm excited to share what I've learned with you. If you want success without truly serving your clients, profits without any passion, or the next get rich quick scheme, I'm not your gal. But if you're all in as an entrepreneur, want to make a difference with your work, and are ready to run a business you're proud of, then get ready to sell it, sister. On today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, my friend, Kia Young. Kia is a social strategist and mentor obsessed with helping business owners focus on what matters most on social media. Her agency, The Social Crown, supports service-based businesses, personal brands, and nonprofits internationally. Her family currently resides in Maryland, and she's almost positive it's their forever home as her husband inches closer to retiring from the army. She's a mom of three, plus Loki, the golden doodle. And chances are very high that right now she's planning a Disney trip and eating tacos. So I'm incredibly excited about this episode. I've wanted to have her on for a long, long time, but she's a very busy woman. She, as you'll hear in the episode, she runs multiple successful businesses. And she wrote an article recently that I mentioned in, um, in another recent podcast episode that is all about using your own voice, uh, the way that you show up in your business and for your community as a way to talk to, or, you know, to speak on, um, big national or international things and events and movements that are taking place and how there are three different sort of main ways that you can show up like three different styles and she's going to mention uh, examples of each of those and we're going to talk about it in context of what it means to build a community and show up for them and how to really uh, build it around you, who you are and who you like how you show up in your brand how you want to be known So that when something very large happens and you have to speak on it, that the way that you show up for your community isn't coming out of left field. It doesn't feel disjointed from how you are showing up uh, the rest of the time. So this is a a really great sort of cap, like an end piece on the series of blog posts I've been running recently about... uh, being authentic and being um, vulnerable and really showing up as you on attracting the best and repelling the rest. And just every other thing I've been talking about these last several weeks, I felt like I really wanted Kia to come in and emphasize this from the point of view of somebody who helps brands do this uh, through their social media channels. 
And so that way you could get an, another sort of objective point of view. It's different from hearing it from me all the time to show you and empower you how to build that community around your authentic personality and how to have those people who are going to love you for you and are going to really be on board with what you're all about and really resonate with resonate with it. So again, this is not about having an, an audience of clones of you or like weird, creepy, like fanatics. It's not like that. It's about building real true community around your brand and then feeling comfortable and confident speaking out on things that are outside of the normal day-to-day of business, but certainly impact the normal day-to-day of business. So I know you're going to love Kia. I love Kia. This episode is just jam-packed with awesomeness. Um, I mentioned at the end, but you can find her at kiayoung.com and at Kia Knows Social on Instagram. And the article that we refer to is right on her website on her blog. So it'll be in the show notes, show notes as well, but definitely go check that out after you listen. All right, on to the episode. Hi, Kia. Thank you so much for being here on Sell It Sister. I have wanted you on forever because you are my, you're my business twin and I love you. And I know people are going to get so much out of this episode. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Erica. I feel so honored. Um, and I love that I get to talk to my business birthday twin. So yeah, this is a much needed conversation too. So I'm, I'm excited to chat about it with you, with one of my favorite people. Thank you. Yeah. And so why, uh, why we say that we're business birthday twins is so I know Kia from when I was in direct sales, we were both leaders. Uh, we actually met coming back from a leadership incentive trip. So we, we met each other in the airport and we started chatting and we became friends and we're connected ever since. And then we both happened to leave and branch out to start our own companies right around the same exact time. And I don't remember the exact date that I started <laughs> Erica Tevins Consulting. So I know it was right around when she started The Social Crown and I'll let her explain all that to you. So she was like, you can just borrow my birthday because I remember when I started my business and I'm like, sounds great. So it's been kind of cool to be on this journey together of being really familiar and doing the same thing in a previous company. And then even though our businesses now are very different, just to see each other grow over the last several years. I mean, it's such a great, uh, I I can't think of anything better, this gift that we have to be able to say, hey, like it's been two years, it's been almost three years. um, And to see you, again, like how much we've both changed even within our own businesses and um, to be able to bounce ideas off of each other. Even our clients have changed. Like there's been such evolvement since we started. So yes, our our business birthday is September 24th, 2017. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you're keeping track. So yeah, so I know when you first started your agency, you were like a Jill of all trades. You were sleeping like three hours a night doing everything for everyone. And Mm -hmm. now you've evolved and you have a really successful uh, social media management agency called The Social Crown. 
Mm-hmm. And recently you were branching out into mentorship. So I know I talked a little bit in the, uh, in the intro about you, but why don't you explain more about what it is that you do? Yeah. So, oh, I just had flashbacks. You going back to the not sleeping. Um, so launched the social crown and knew that I could support people with social media, but also wanted to do some VA work. Um, my husband was deployed. He's still active duty, but he was deployed at the time. We had three children. And, um, so I was just excited to launch this new thing. And the reason why I can remember that date so well, Erica, is it's also the date that I got my first client. So the day that I announced it, I got this really great client. And so I can remember that date because I remember starting working with her. Um, So started the social crown um, and really just use that first year to kind of finesse and figure out like where I really fit and where um, my happy place was. And, you know, I started out um, not charging enough. And so I had a lot of work and I got a lot of great experience, but it was at the detriment of myself um, and even my business. So when I was able to hire people, I couldn't pay them enough because I wasn't asking for enough. So that was one of the first big business lessons that I got is you have to, to charge the right amount, not just for yourself, but if you want to bring others along with you, um, you have to be able to pay them. So um, over the course of three years, I've really found my niche and what makes me happy through trial and error. And that is supporting service-based businesses, personal brands and nonprofits and helping them align their entire brand strategy with their social online digital footprint. So um, social strategy is, is where we really hone in on and helping people to build really thriving, healthy, happy communities filled with their ideal um, clients. So that is, that is what we do and it's a lot of fun. I love that. And soon you will also be teaching and mentoring people on how to start their own social media management businesses, right? (laughs) So, so excited about social media startup. So this has actually been a dream from the beginning. I've always known that I wanted to figure this out so that I can help other people um, and other women do it as well, uh, being a stay-at-home mom um, for a little bit and being a military spouse. I know how special it is to be able to build a thriving business around your family and not even just around your family, but around yourself and your own needs. Um, again, going back to not sleeping. I remember like I'd be not sleeping and then you'd be like out on a walk and I'm like, how is she doing that? <laughs> but you've always prioritized. I've, that's one thing that I've loved watching from you. You've always prioritized um, what your needs within your business and built your business around what makes you happy as well, not just your family. And so um, we have a focus on what matters most and um, social media startup will hopefully be able to, to get a lot of women and families back to what matters most for them. I love that. That is a really, really cool and very needed opportunity. I feel like, especially now, uh, it's just, it's so easy to have a, a, a real viable business of your own that you can do mm-hmm. that is flexible. So that's really awesome that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And I know because community is your jam and it is yes. your hashtag what matters most. You also have some other companies that you co-own with mm-hmm. some other amazing <laughs> women that really 
focus on community and specifically the military community. So yes. feel free to share a little bit about that too. Cause yeah. So Millspo Media is um, a, an agency. It's a full marketing agency. We call it a full spectrum marketing agency that I co-own with um, two other military spouses, Crystal Spell and um, Lakeisha Cole. And we all kind of, um, put together our zones of genius in order to help brands and organizations reach a military community or in touch military community. So I handle brand strategy, social strategy, Crystal's all about influencer marketing and Keisha handles public relations. And um, inside of Millspo Media, we um, host some live events. So you might've heard of Make Her a Male Spouse Retreat. You were, you were a really amazing speaker for our 2019 inaugural retreat last year um, and so we host those retreats but we also offer marketing for specifically for brands your everyday brand but when they're ready to reach that military market we kind of have like that insider of how military thinks and acts and what resonates with them and so so yeah that's uh, that's Millspo Media. I love it and I will say that I have really enjoyed being involved with the maker community because community is a big value for me. And it's something that I really focus on. And in terms of building my own business is cultivating those relationships and mm -hmm. building a sense of, of community within and, and like around my, my brand. So even though as of the time of recording this, I don't have any group coaching programs or anything, I really love having this sort of feeling around my brand of, you know, you can hang out in my Facebook group or you can come to a training I'm doing mm -hmm. and be with other like-minded people. And I, I really know that like, just in what you've done and, and watching you in all the iterations of your business, you really do infuse that sense of community of like purposeful, intentional community around what you are doing in your business. So why why is that important to you? And why is it something when you work with your own clients, why it's important for you to weave that throughout their social strategy? Yeah. So community is, um, I feel like it's starting to like, everyone is starting to grasp this word, but it really evokes a, a special emotion for me when I think about community and being surrounded by people who believe in you, believe in what you have to say and what you have to offer, but they'll also support you and it's um, mutually beneficial, right? So even for um, anyone who's a thought leader or an industry leader, you know, getting that immediate feedback, getting, um, you know, hearing people say, okay, this helped me. It helps you as a leader to be able to say, okay, that resonated, that's well. So for one, it's just built in feedback, right? When you, when you have a community that that's the type of, of information that you need in order to continue to grow your business. Like you need market research. You need to be able to say, okay, what do people actually need and how can I offer it to them? And if you don't have a community, then how are you going to get that, that feedback for them? But also um, a community is a safe space. I mean, look at where we are today in the, in, the, um, in the world and being able to have a place to go where you know that people care about you, um, have the ability to give you some grace, you know, like if you trip or, or make a mistake or fall, 
they are so close to you um, and believe in you that they are willing to go through that and navigate um, any missteps with you too is super important. So it's just like having your own little family, just the same way we need family. Um, it's basically your business family is your community and, and not just your peers, but also people that can give you feedback on the, on the, on the projects that you're working on too. Yeah, I really, I really like that. And I think it's definitely important, like an important uh, thing to note that it doesn't necessarily need to mean that it's like a group of people all hanging together. Like when I think of my own community, I think of this podcast and I think of my Instagram page mm -hmm. where I hang out the most in terms of social media. And I feel like even though those aren't spaces where my people are congregating together, mm -hmm. it feels like my personal community. And I feel like when I post something in stories or if I'm asking questions or polls or anything like that, that I am getting that immediate feedback loop, which is really, really important for me. And, and I love, like, like you said, like it, when people uh, say, oh, hey, I just listened to this podcast episode and this one part really spoke to me or I found this really helpful. I need that. Like, and I don't know if it's like an ego. I have no idea what it is, but like, I don't want to speak to an empty room. Like I, I really enjoy like when I'm doing public speaking or teaching or anything, I, it is important to me to pay attention to the feedback that the community is getting to be like, okay, are you with me? Are you hearing this? Is it resonating? What do you need more of from me? Maybe some, like less of. So I, I love that you mentioned that it is, it's that important feedback loop. Yeah, and another thing about community, I had said earlier that it kind of evokes emotion for me. Um, back in, in, our, in our direct sales days, you might hear this phrase, uh, have heard it quite often, that face-to-face -face means heart-to-heart, -heart, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, but I also believe when you do social media the right way, that you can have those same really strong ties to people over social and I feel like the people who have built a strong community get that like obviously yes me hanging out with you at the make her retreat or whatever um, is always going to be more fun but I don't feel any less close to you because we do social right um, and I know that I can pick up and you're part of my community and I'm part of yours as well um, so it's 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 that um, being that one degree away from, okay, I can't be there with you in person, but I can still be there with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how I feel. Uh, and and I, I definitely want you to explain your best practices for building that community around a brand. But whenever I hear people say like, well, I hate, I just like hate social media or mm -hmm. I don't um, like, especially like Instagram or something or, or they're really trying to like overthink a strategy or uh, I don't know, just all those like nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like, you, you just sort of like connecting with people. I just, in my, in my brain, like at, at a gut level, it's all social media always feels to me like if you're at a, I don't know, a house party or something mm -hmm. and you're just sort of wandering around and you're scoping out who you want to talk to, who feels like they 
appear aligned with you, who you'd want to have a conversation with. And then just like chiming in and and getting to know them. And it's funny because I have people who like literally live all over the world. I've never met them in person, but I feel like I'm like, you're like a friend. You're like an Insta friend, but like, I, I genuinely consider them a friend, even though I may literally never meet them in person, but I formed such a deep connection with them that it feels super like a super real friendship. Right. And I think, so, and it's funny because I often don't realize that people don't think about what I feel is like second nature, right? Asking people questions or talking about their everyday things. So one of the big things that I've learned from, from um, businesses and brands and personal brands that they feel like the moment that they become a business that they can no longer be like who they are in their real life. Um, And they can no longer talk about those things because it has to be sell, sell, sell all the time. And the truth is no one wants to be sold to all the time. Absolutely no one. And especially if you're (laughs) service-based like that, you, you have to embrace the fact that people are going to work with you if you're service-based because they like you. And if they never get to know you, then they're never going to be able to say, oh, I like that person. I want to do business with them. And so one of the first things that I introduced with, um, to, to my clients um, as far as building a community is we have to insert your personality weekly. So I don't care what your objectives are. I don't care, Erica, if you're launching the new thing and all you want to talk about is the new thing. As a social strategist, I'm telling you, absolutely not. Like we can talk about the new thing like one to two times a week, but we, what are those things? um, The first question that I love to ask them are, what are you known for? Like when your friends hear this word, what makes them think Erica? So for you and me, um, The Hobbit, right? Mm -hmm. Roller derby, um, really cool hair. (laughs) Your hair is always fun colors. Um, Like I just, and there's several things I can go down the list, but like you should have a thing and you need to hold on to that thing and talk about it often. Um, for me, it's Disney and tacos. Everybody mm-hmm. really knows. And, and it's starting to become lipstick. I didn't realize this, but people are starting, like, I have a new affinity for lipstick. So people have started to look for, though, that is what humanizes you. So it doesn't matter what you're selling. Find the thing that you are known for, that you love, that you're obsessed with. I use that all the time in my, in my brand. And talk about it and talk about it often. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be just that you are just um, really loving your time with motherhood right now and your kids are young and that's what is um, making you the most happy and the things that you're doing with your kids outside. People can resonate with that. People mm-hmm. can connect with roller derby, with lipstick, with Disney, and it has nothing to do with your business because one fact that we uh, forget, right? We're always looking for our ideal client, but we forget to think about that 
adjacent, that person that's adjacent to your ideal client, right? So I have a lot of people that follow me that probably will never use my services, but guess what? As soon as they have a friend that needs their services, they're sending them to Kia because referrals Mm -hmm. are like my happy place. I don't have to run ads. Like my whole business has been built off of word of mouth because I've found a way to not only connect with my ideal client, but connect to the people that are adjacent to my ideal client. Um, and that's a big part of building your community too. You don't just, you do want a community full of people who are going to buy your products for sure, but you also want to be known for the people that run in those circles too, mm-hmm. so that they can be a good referral source for you. Yeah. And I, I think that is super, uh, super important and really good to point out because I do think that we, we get that nervousness of, well, if, if I am my true self, and people reject that, it's going to hurt a lot. But I think on the flip side, uh, not doing it out of that fear Mm -hmm. actually prevents the best people that you would love working with or they would be happy to refer you, it prevents them from finding you. And I think that that is a real shame. And I think one thing that you and I did, which is interesting because honestly at the time, I this was not an intentional, purposeful thing. Again, this was just like, I was like, well, this is best practices. But you and I both in the world of direct sales, we built personal brands within the brand that I think really helped us stand out. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I've carried through because we all know, like, we all have competition. Like, I mean, in direct sales, you're literally competing with people who can sell the exact same thing at the exact same price. So you need to stand out and you need to be a little bit galvanizing for your, like your right people. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, there are other business coaches, there are other social media strategists. So the only way that we can really kind of like signal boost ourselves is to let our uniqueness, our our freak flag fly in a way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that word authenticity gets thrown around a lot and people are like, I don't even know what that is. And it really is just your, like, that's the thing about being authentic. There is no magic formula to being authentic. You really just have to think, think about, okay, what do people think about when it comes to me? Like, what do people gravitate toward? What are the things that I talk about? What are the things that I do? What are the things that I post that are just everyday posts that people really chime in on? Conversations that that one question that I've been seeing going around Facebook is, um, if I were to give a, if you were to give a speech about anything for 30 minutes and not have to prepare for it, what is that thing? I have a whole list and I'm sure you do too, but that is a good indicator of what makes you, you that's authentic, that's unique. And it, it might look very similar to someone else's list, but they don't talk the same way you talk. Mm -hmm. And so if you're speaking in your tone and with your voice and the way that you say things, it's always going to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so yeah, you have to find those, I call them personality peaks. You have to find those personality peaks and then show them to the world so that your people can gravitate toward you. Yeah, I, I really love that. And I love that phrase, personality peaks. I think yeah. that, that that is really helpful. Is there any other best practices that you like to teach people in terms of building community? Like, so you start with what are your personality peaks? You put yourself out there, you kind of 
be a beacon for those things for those other people. Is there anything else that you suggest people do? Yes, there's this one thing that people forget all the time, and that's to start conversations yourself. So the engagement factor, right? So you're, you can't just post something and just sit and wait for people to come to you. If you um, know, okay, my people really hang out in this particular hashtag, then you should be visiting that hashtag and starting conversations with them, asking questions. If somebody posts a picture of their cute baby, like telling them that their baby is cute and asking a question about, about the child or whatever that, leaving meaningful, meaningful comments. That's what I always say. Like not just giving them an emoji, uh, not just giving them an emoji and saying, oh, I love that, but really starting true, unique conversations with people and then um, going back to them. So it's okay for us to start the conversation, to start the relationship. Um, and that works better always than just hoping and praying and waiting for people to come and find you. So starting those conversations yourself, seeking out your ideal client, so easy to do on Instagram. That's why it's my favorite platform. It's not the easiest platform, but it is the easiest platform to find your people. Um, and so that's one of, one of definitely a, a best practice. Take 10 to 15 minutes um, a few times a week and just spend some time talking with and seeing what your ideal clients are doing online. You might also get some really great insights um, about what they need in their business too. Yeah, I like that. And I feel like even on Instagram, because of stories, that has made it incredibly easy mm -hmm. because you can watch somebody's stories and the moment you respond, you're responding as a DM. Yes. So you are making that deeper connection right off the bat. And I, I love it when people find me and do that with me because then it gives me a reason to be like, oh, who is this person? What are they all about? Like, let me get to know them. And I, I think that that is why I genuinely think Instagram, why it feels the most fun for me is because it feels more like a hangout where I'm actually just getting to know people and mm -hmm. see some behind the scenes. It's not all polished and everything. So I yeah. love that. Yeah, the, that's why Instagram will I always feel like it's never going to go away. People are like, oh, it's going to go away because TikTok is taking over, but it's not the same. Um, yeah. Instagram for business, particularly with Instagram stories and being able to, to feel like you're having um, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with people is, um, it's just, you can't, it's, you can't compare that to the, to the other platforms for sure. Absolutely. And speaking of TikTok, I think because, you know, in, in the time of quarantine, I have gotten onto TikTok. <laughs> I, I only have a few videos. I, I'm not like a content producer over there. <laughs> I'm more of just like a content consumer. Yeah. But I've noticed, which I will say I was not expecting, there are a lot of various business owners over there who put out like really funny or informative content. And I was like, isn't it just all people doing dances or whatever? But it's actually not like no. there are all different people on there who are like, I mean, like registered dietitians and like lawyers. And, I mean, just everything. And they will put up these videos that are interesting to watch, but mm -hmm. you also learn something. And what I like about it 
is that you really get to see their personality shine through. And I can make an instant decision. Like if I was going to hire that person for whatever, to start working with them, I would know within the 60 seconds of their video, do I resonate with this person or Mm -hmm. do I not? And I am all about like attracting the best and repelling the rest. And I think the quicker you can get there, the better. Yeah, I even saw um, yesterday, someone ran a Facebook ad using a TikTok video. And I'm like, Oh, here we go. Like, I liked it. It was enough to make me stop the scroll, um, which is what you want on a Facebook ad. So yeah, there, there's a ton of businesses going on over there. So if you are listening and afraid to try it out, if you are a thought leader, and your um, objective is to help people and teach people take one subject, make a quick TikTok video and watch that baby work. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so fascinating. It really is. Yeah. So around the topic of, so you, you know, you're starting to build your community, you're being your true self, you're letting people know what you're all about. You're building that community of followers who really dig what you are doing. Now as things, I mean, gosh, the first half of 2020 is like no, nothing but national conversations. Right. Uh, And so a lot of entrepreneurs have had to very quickly be like, what am I going to do? And what am I going to put out? And how am I going to speak? And you wrote a post recently, which I'll link in here. Um, I mentioned it in a previous podcast episode, but really using your own personal voice and that community you've built around you to help you speak out when things are really challenging. So I would love for you to speak more on that. Yeah, so what I'm finding um, that particular blog post resonated with a lot of people because let's just be honest here, um, especially around the topic of, of race, which is a big conversation right now. If you have been conditioned to not talk about that, no matter if it's right, wrong, we all know it's a human rights issue and not a political issue, but we have been conditioned, or some of us have been conditioned, that it is. Uh, just taboo. You cannot talk about that thing. So all of a sudden to be told you have to talk about it is scary. Um, you might not have had the time to to digest everything that's happening around you. And so I really feel like there's this range um, where you can show up in your authentic self, right? So if you were already comfortable talking about whatever the national conversation is, in this case, it's race. If you're comfortable about that, be bold, speak your truth, do your thing. If you just aren't there yet, you might need to go about it a different way because what can happen is if you choose the wrong way, if you, if you are not completely resolved in how you feel about everything, but then you just come running out with a super bold statement, chances are you're going to get it wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there, it's, it's much harder um, to backtrack after you've said the wrong thing because you, you know, were all emotional and felt like you needed to come out um, hot and heavy. So um, the, the three ways to speak out are as a bold speaker, as a subtle speaker, and as a facilitator. And so if you're listening to Seller Sister, you already know what Erica Tevins is. She is our bold speaker. It doesn't matter what the conversation is about. She has a lot to say. And that's great. It's one of the reasons why I love her. It's why her community loves her and why they rock with her, because they know no holds barred, Erica's going to tell it exactly how she feels um, and be supportive in, in that journey of people that are 
trying to learn as well. So uh, people appreciate that about you. And it's because you've shown up as your authentic self that one, your community already expected that from you. Like I, like I know if anything's going down, uh, Erica's going to be talking about it if it's a <laughs> national conversation, right? So imagine if that had been your MO for everything else. You're, you're just this bold speaker around everything and your community knows that about you. And then you get to race and you have nothing to say. What is that going to do to your community? So when you're building a community, you're, you are teaching them, the, the people that follow you, what to expect from you. And so your community does have expectations from you, of you. And so subtle speakers, um, a lot of people think automatically that subtle means timid or weak or not saying enough. And that's just not true. Um, again, so I used in the post the example of Nike. So Nike is usually super vocal about a lot of things. But one of the first statements they put out um, after George Floyd's death was, don't think you can't be a part of the change, right? Mm -hmm. And so that is still a very powerful statement without um, being as bold as you were <laughs> with your <laughs> statements but still very powerful. So subtle is just taking the time to really listen, um, to ensure that you are saying something that is powerful, that will resonate with your people, um, but also gives you grace to grow and learn and space to grow and learn as you navigate something that might be a little uncomfortable for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and then facilitator. Facilitator is our, our third way to speak out. And I personally love this because I am, I like to hear, I'm a, an objective person and I love to hear all sides. Even if I've picked one, I still like to know how people think. Um, and that's probably just a strategist part, brain, uh, part of my brain speaking. But the facilitator is really just the person that's the conduit that lets the discussion happen and lets people, um, gives them the, the space and the platform to hear from several different perspectives and then draw their own conclusion based on what they've heard. But you get to be like the moderator of it. Mm -hmm. um, and if, again, if you're uncomfortable or still learning or unsure, that's a really great place to be in too because you can hear different perspectives and start not necessarily choosing a, a side really quickly, but start the learning process um, while you're, you're listening and facilitating that conversation. Um, so, so yeah, there are many ways that you can show up without, um, without leaving your community hanging. Yeah. And I feel like just in some conversations that you and I had about, you know, various businesses and, and brands and stuff, a lot of it was more around the silence or mm -hmm. the, the surprise that something wasn't said earlier or addressed or touched on or sort of glossed over rather than like an intense critique of what was said. It was more like, wow, we thought that this one company had these values that they demonstrate in all these other ways. And now they're being noticeably silent on this. And that mm -hmm. doesn't seem aligned. And that's where the disconnect is. Cause I don't necessarily, and maybe that's just me, but you know, I don't expect 
every single brand I've ever shopped from, like, I don't know, General Mills cereal or something. Like, I'm not, I'm not like sitting around waiting for, for General Mills to make a huge statement on race or anything. But I think it's just more of those brands that you already thought their values were a certain way or you expected them to show up in a certain way. And then it doesn't happen and you're sort of like, wow, okay, I guess, <laughs> I guess I was wrong about what I assumed about, about this brand all along. Yeah, in the blog post, I think I, I wrote the words, someone quoted it for me because I don't even remember writing it, but saying that um, s- silence leaves, gives people the space to make their own assumptions about what you stand for and what you believe. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's paraphrasing, but um, that's the last thing that I want. And so that's why it's important to choose a way to speak out. It doesn't have to be, um, we can't say if it's right or wrong. You just need to say something. And if you don't say anything, okay, but don't be surprised when people feel a certain way about you or your brand because you chose, you gave them the space to make mm-hmm. that assumption. Yeah. And you left your community hanging um, that you've built because this is something that the whole world is looking at, like not just national nationally, we've seen marches take place everywhere and you're still silent about it. So, um, so yeah, I, I do feel like silence shouldn't be an option. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Not with something that big. And I'm, and I'm not necessarily saying that I need a brand to pop up in my email inbox. Yeah. I'm more interested in, what work they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, when you say nothing, you say everything. Absolutely. And I think, uh, like just again, using general mills, like, cause I, I don't necessarily think, I don't view them as a company that like has built a community. Like I, I don't right. ever hear people talking about like, Oh my gosh, I just love their cereal. <laughs> like they're just, you know, producing, product and marketing individual products, not really like building that sense of community. But what's mm-hmm. really funny is, so uh, I was listening to the podcast Minority Corner and they were going over a list of like, like corporate sentiments that came out and like listing them, like it was like their top 10, like just worst uh, statements from companies. And one of them was what gushers, the cut, like the candy. Oh, what did they say? So it was basically like we couldn't be where we were without the black community, whatever. And, and I had already seen it like on Twitter and it was and at least right now, I think still it's like their pinned post on Twitter and it's kind of hilarious. But one of the guests who was on, who was talking was like, Oh, I actually, I like looked into this more and apparently like gushers are really like a lot of the people who follow that account are like younger people. Like I think like Gen Z and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they were saying that like for their community, really who they're speaking to is this much younger like population who totally does resonate with that statement and was like, like there was a lot of funny comments, but I guess on the flip side, there was a lot of like earnestness in it. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because me as like an almost 40 year old, I was just reading it from a place of like, this sounds corny as hell. Like it's, this is gushers. <laughs> and like, what are you talking? Um, but 
to loop it back to community, like when, when I was like educated on the, who their community really is that they're trying to speak to, I was like, oh, okay. So I guess it didn't totally come out of left field. Like I'm just not their intended community. Exactly. And so that's, that's so interesting. Now I have to go and look and see what (laughs) Gushers did. And I might show my team too, to see if if it resonates with her better than, than me. But no, that just goes back to, again, like people choose your community. And if you're authentic and you haven't built this community of just everyone, right? Because no one can speak to every different person. Then it might sound like a foreign language to people outside that community. And that is okay. Mm-hmm. That is completely okay if those are not your people, if it doesn't resonate. Um, I have a, a good friend and we always say that your brand, your brand voice is kind of your own language and that it could definitely sound foreign to someone who doesn't speak that language. Um, and that's why it's so important to, to really understand, like, not just your community, but how your community talks. Um, because if you're speaking the wrong language, it will not land. So that's interesting. Yeah, I know. And I don't, you know, maybe that's not like fully accurate, but that's what they were saying. And I was like, oh gosh, that's really, really interesting. Uh, And I feel like a person who does a really good example of speaking in a uh, strong brand voice is Rachel Rogers. Mm, Yeah. And I like, I know she has her whole team and I know that you know, it's probably not her crafting every email and everything that's going out. It's probably people on her team, but they really like, it's this very cohesive uh, brand voice that everything that she puts out is in. And even like in her courses, like even how the modules are named, it's, it's very much in like a lingo. It's not like just kind of boring and bland. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, I don't know your marketing framework. It's like, it's like, it's like finesse your framework. Like it's it's a whole different thing that is unique to her brand. And so I think it's really interesting when you read stuff from her um, or anyone that has a really strong brand voice, it's almost like if you saw an email come through and you didn't even know who it was from, just from reading it, you might be able to guess, like, I bet this is from the Hello7 team. Mm-hmm. This feels very on brand for their voice. Yeah. I mean, that's when you know that you've made it, right? When people can look at your your content and say, oh, I know exactly who is it, this is from um, without having to do you know, the flip side of that is that back to what you said about a- attracting your people and repelling the rest, like th- if that language does not land with them, if it doesn't feel good, then they're not your people. And it's very evident up front. Um, there was an ad and I won't mention names, but there's an ad that I kept being targeted for and the language, the copy in that ad, I was like, oh no, like I do not want this whatsoever. These are not my people. This is just not my crew. Um, And while some people might cringe at that, the truth is that's exactly what your copy is supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And what your words are supposed to do. It's supposed to let people know, okay, this is, I talk like that. She gets me. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. yeah. And I think uh, I would love to hear, especially for people who you've worked with who maybe were doing their own thing and then you started working with them on their brand voice and their social strategy and and building that more 
engaged community. Like, cause I, I know that a lot of people think, well, I really, I'm like really desperate to make money. I need more clients. I need more revenue coming in. I want to be kind of neutral cause I want to bring in as many potential people as possible who will want to do business with me. So I'm worried if I maybe am too polarizing or too much like myself, or uh, if I too nerdy or whatever it is that I will actually be keeping money at arm's length. But I'm sure that like, maybe you have people you've worked with who were being a little too vanilla. And when you started to really fine tune things and build that deeper community, it was like, no, it actually had the opposite effect where it made people find them more easily. It made them start to get more business, close more clients, anything like that. Yeah. The, tr- the truth is when you're too vanilla, I love that. I love that term. When you're too vanilla, um, what you find is you are really great at coming up with offers. And then when it's time for people to buy those offers, it's crickets. And why is that? It's because you're not saying anything that, that the next person isn't saying. Like it doesn't resonate. So I actually haven't come across anyone who is just playing it super safe and is also incredibly, um, incredibly uh, successful. I have seen where people have only played it safe in the last few weeks their entire business has fallen like dominoes um, because we're no longer in that um, safe space where talking about nothing works. Um, And people right now more than ever, because we're all in our house, right, for the most part, want to be connected more than ever. They want to um, have conversations with people that they resonate with. And when they figure out that you're not saying anything, they flee. So they might hang around. So I think I was having this conversation with you that commu- the, the amount of followers you have does not equal your community, mm-hmm. right? So the amount of people that are following you, they could just be hanging around because you are that very vanilla um, person that, that doesn't um, strike any chords. But when it's time to convert them, nothing happens. Mm -hmm. The reason why is because you have built followers, but you have not built a community. And that's completely different. And so your community is who really, truly rocks with you. Who, like you said, oh, I don't have any coaching. Um, I don't have a, a, a community in like a Facebook group right now or whatever. But you have built uh, people who know, trust, love your work so that when you put something out, they're ready to buy. Um, I call that my take my, my money crew. Like people are just waiting for you to come out with something so that they can buy it. And that is the community. Those are the people who really understand you, who get you, who'll be able to give grace to you if you make a misstep or um, that you can reach out to for feedback and say, hey, I'm really thinking about doing this thing and you're my ideal client. What are, what do you think about it? Is that something you need? I had someone reach out to me last night saying, Hey, what do you think about this thing? And I was able to say, yeah, girl, no, (laughs) you know, like, no, that's not what I need right now, but she knows I'm an ideal client. And so she was able to, to kind of go back and finesse that. So that's, I think 
where we get hung up, especially on social media, um, with those vanity metrics and, and wanting to think that, oh, I've done this really amazing job at building followers, but you have not done a great job of building actual community because no one actually knows who you are. They know your name, but they don't know your heart. They don't know what you care about, what you believe in. They just know that you post really great pictures online. And that's not the same thing. Yeah, not a, not at all. And I, because, you know, I'm, I'm all about like doing things the easiest way, like getting the easiest results with like the least amount of fuss or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. And I feel like my brand is, is very much proof of all of this because I don't have the highest podcast download numbers. I don't have the 10,000 Instagram followers. Like I don't have the biggest email list that every mm -hmm. bro marketer thinks that I should have. But I, I keep moving along, like things right. keep moving along and, and people organically will tell their friends or share in their stories. Like you have to listen to her podcast. Or, um, I just had a past client yesterday who out of the blue went in her stories and she was like repping a thing that she's going to be an affiliate for a program she went through that was run by a friend of mine. And so she was giving her a shout out, but in the lead up to that shout out, she gave me a shout out. She was like, she was my first business coach, blah, blah, blah. It was totally unexpected. I didn't ask her to do it. I like, it totally made my whole day because words mm -hmm. of affirmation are my love language. But I was like, I was like, wow, like that's free advertising for me. And by all the like guru vanity metrics, whatever, I'm kind of nothing. I'm kind of like a nobody, but interestingly, when I do speak out boldly, um, cause I know people get really worried about like haters and they're, you know, going to get canceled and whatever people just quietly leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I never have drama. And I think it's because like, because my community, like my true community, they know what I'm about. And if somebody has accidentally ended up in my community and they don't yet know what I'm about, then when they do, I think they know, like, I'm very serious and it's not right. really worth their time or their energy to bicker with me on something that is like a fundamental value. So they will just unsubscribe or unfollow and, and that's okay. Like they don't need to be, they don't need to be there. Yeah. Same with me. I don't really get any pushback um, on things because you're exactly correct. You have built um, your community around your, who you are. And because of that, like it, anyone pushing against that is asking you to change who you are, not just this one thing that you might believe in, but fundamentally what you believe and that's not going to change. So if it's not their place, they'll just softly go away. It's nice. Yeah. yeah it but is. I mean, the truth is, uh, over the past few weeks, like I, I haven't even been posting much and still growing, still growing. Like, cause people are that again, that free advertising, people are talking about you. People are sharing, um, the thing, the content that you have put out and it makes a bigger impact. Um, people are way more emotionally, um, active when they believe in you than when they're not. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. so it's easy to, 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 you know, click the unlike or the unsubscribe button.
but when you say something that resonates with them, they want more, they want to start a conversation, they want to, so we tend to recognize that uh, way more than anyone that, that might leave. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think that just because I've, I've known you for a while, I feel like you, you are really good about letting people know what you're all about. And I know even in just talking to you about the lead up uh, to the new wing of your business, the mentorship wing, it, there was a, you know, a lot of like, Hey, get, you know, get like a wait list out early. And like, there are going to be people who already, they, they are raving fans of Kia. Like Mm -hmm. they are going to be signing up for what you put out or telling their friends who maybe are a better fit for the offer and like, just start to get that out there and let people be aware that it's coming because people already know from the get-go what Kia is about, what you're here for, what you're not here for, and they can very easily self-select. And the ones that self-select, yes, it's not just like a yes, like it's like a hell yes. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, I, I, and that's good. That was a, a fun lesson for me too, because it actually worked. So thanks for that. <laughs> thanks hey, for that tip, you're coach. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the thing. Like it's, like you were saying, like, you don't need to spend so much time on all of these massive marketing efforts when you already have raving fans who will do half the work for you. Like you could do a single post and people would be like, I'm going to share this out because they, they want to know what you're doing or they want to tell other people what you're doing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's, I mean, look, building a community makes makes your job um, as a service-based business or a nonprofit or personal brand so much easier. Um, Organic is always much more fun than paid Mm -hmm. (laughs) as far as advertising goes. So, um, so yeah, it's, it should be non-negotiable on building a community. And, and like you said, that doesn't necessarily mean a Facebook group because you can have a Facebook group that's not talking. Um, it is finding those people who you resonate with and that resonate with you, um, and doing life and business with them. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. I feel like that's like a perfect, a perfect way to end the conversation because I could not agree more. So people can find you at kiayoung.com and over on Instagram at Kia Knows Social and anywhere else that you want to send people to or, or let them know what you've got going on. Yeah, I'm on all social platforms under Kia Knows Social. So I'm easy to find over on, I play around on Twitter a little bit starting uh, recently. I'm, I'm having a lot more fun over there. So um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those places I'm there. Awesome. Yeah. So if you need help managing your own social media, or you want to learn how to do social better or become a social media manager, definitely go check her out. Thank you so, so much for being here and chatting with me. And thanks for having me. Happy to do it anytime. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Sell It Sister podcast. If you loved it and you want more, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And then head on over to sellitsisterhood.com to join my free Facebook community group. And as your mama said, sharing is caring. So if you got a lot of value out of this episode, be sure to share it with your biz besties too, okay? Now get out there and sell it, sister.